Hi, it's Jack from the MMA Island Podcast. Before this video gets started, before you listen to the podcast, big shout out to our sponsors, BetUS. If you are going to place a bet on MMA, basically any sport, do it through them. Their, their program is so great. They have everything that you would need to make a bet, to, to look at the bet, the props, everything there. If you want to do a parlay, it's there. Please go through BetUS. The link is in our description, in our bio. It'll be on Instagram. You can find it everywhere. BetUS, big shout out to our sponsor. I'm Jack Kennedy, and they hit a lot harder in my opinion too. What is up everybody, my name is Caelan McNamara, and everyone's got a plan until they get hit with my views. I am Hunter Boss, he just wanted to go to the distance by the looks of it, but he couldn't even do that. And this is the MMA Island Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I am Jack Kennedy alongside Keelan McNamara and Hunter Boss. And today we have a very, very, very special guest, Dre, the one-eyed dragon, Miley, joining us today. Um, He just did an interview with our guy, Keelan. I urge you to go check that out because it is phenomenal. Today he's just here to hang out and talk fights with us. Let's go ahead and get into it. We have a phenomenal UFC fight night main event between Edson Barbosa and Giga Chikadze coming up this or today whenever this releases dre who do you think wins this fight i think uh uh takes it i love edson barboza i've been watching him for years but uh giga brings something different like his striking is totally different it's a little bit crisper than edson barboza's as barboza has been really great since he dropped down a weight class but i know it's just, um, I just have a weird feeling about uh, Chikaze because he has just nasty striking, very nasty striking. So if you are a striker or you love striking, you're going to love this fight. Yeah, no, I could not agree more with uh, Dre over here. I think Giga Chikaze is always going to make it here. I think uh, both of these fighters' kickboxing is on a whole other level. I think they're the best kickboxers in the UFC currently. And um, the reason why I have Giga winning over Edson Barboza is I think the weight cut's going to get to Edson Barboza when it comes to the body kicks from Giga. Giga already has a phenomenal uh, liver kick, and he has phenomenal body kicks as it is. And I think the more that builds up over time, the faster Edson Barboza is going to fade in the later round. So I have Giga Chikadze winning this, maybe round three TKO. Yeah, um, I absolutely love the points Dre just made and the points Hunter just made, but I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with both of them. I got my boy Edson Barbosa winning, and I'm going to tell you why. There's actually a couple of different reasons. My first reason is, is that Giga Jakadze has said that he basically is, he doesn't think Edson Barbosa's done enough to prove himself as being an elite striker. He doesn't give Edson a lot of credit for what he's actually achieved. And Edson Barbosa changes people when he's in the octagon, whether it was at 155 or 145. When you get into a firefight with Edson Barbosa, you better not miss because you will get shot down very, very quickly. I mean, how many times have we talked about Dan Hooker? And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Edson Barbosa throws bombs. And whenever you're caught in the way of them, he will cut you down very, very quickly. The second reason is, is that Edson Barbosa has been on an absolute terror at 145 since he made that weight cut. Confidence and momentum are big, big things for fighters going into fights. Dre, you know this probably better than any of us. 
when you're riding that confidence, that momentum, you feel like you can run through a wall, you can go through anybody. And Edson Barbosa is finally hitting his true form, the fighter we all knew he could be. So I think Giga Chikadze is an amazing fighter and he is definitely future championship material. I think Edson Barbosa takes this one though in an absolute firefight. Yeah, hey, I agree with basically everything you guys just said, but Keelan, I hate to say it, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm on Dre and Hunter's side here. Uh, I think whenever you're watching this fight, it's going to just be absolute fireworks. It's going to be amazing. That's why everybody's talking about this. Uh, striker's delight. Um, the thing is, though, yes, I mean, Edson Barbosa has been phenomenal since he's gone down to 145. But Giga Chikadze has been phenomenal his entire UFC career so far. And it's been at that weight class, too. Hunter, I think what you said about the weight cut was spot on because even though he's 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 worn it very well uh in, in his recent fights Edson Barbosa whenever you're facing a guy that will be targeting the body over and over and over again and w- like Giga Chikadze will that's going to take a toll and I think that might end up being the x factor in this fight um that being said I think Edson Barbosa's boxing is probably better than Giga Chikadze so I think the key factor is this is going to be leg kicks and the boxing if Edson Barbosa can implement his leg kicks without taking too much punishment from Giga Chikadze and then implement his boxing off of that. He could have a very good chance to win, but I think Giga's just going to be a little bit too much. And I think this fight being five rounds is also so huge because Edson might fade a little bit towards the end of it as well. And we don't really know about Giga Chikadze yet. He might be pretty good towards the later rounds um, or even if he's not. Uh, But if Edson Barbosa just takes one second, has his hands too high, takes one of those Giga kits to the liver I think he might go down and that might be it. So yeah, Giga Jikaze for me as well. Let's move on to now the next little topic here. Uh, Kevin Lee making his comeback fight in the UFC, uh, coming off a couple losses and everything, a, a bit of an up and down career. He's locked in, he's facing Daniel Rodriguez. Dre, starting with you, do you think he can start to restart his career with a win here? I think he can, but it has to, he has to completely reinvent himself. Yeah. Being the old fighter that he was trying to knock people out and do this fancy, uh, splashy striking and, you know, trying to appease to the crowd is not going to help him anytime because with, you know, Dan Rodriguez, he's he's going to sling at you, you know. He's a fighter. He's, that's what he's going to do. So Kevin Lee, if he really wants to turn his stuff around, he's got to get back to his roots. He's got to get back to wrestling and grinding it out and making that person hate being in there with him. So there's nothing more – the more showing of the person that changes when you can dominate somebody. And I don't mean by striking. I mean, you have to take them into an MMA fight. You have to show everybody that you're lead, especially since now he was talking about how he felt like he missed out on Habib and saying that Habib didn't get the fight with a good wrestler. Well, you put that out there in the universe. So now you have to, you have to follow through on it with this fight. So I'm hoping he does, you know, and I know him and his brother put in a lot of work together, you know, so I'm hoping Kevin Lee comes out being the wrestler that he is, you know, strikers, you only have 50, it's only a 50, 50 chances is who lands the cleaner strikes first. So yeah, that's all I'm hoping. That's all I'm hoping for. Yeah. Those are some great points right there. Um, I was going to say basically the same thing. Do I think uh, he can reinvent himself? Yes, if he does get a win over D-Rod. Do I think he's going to get a win over D-Rod? That's going to be a different question. I think D-Rod has been looking amazing in his past few fights. He's got some of the heaviest hands I've seen in the welterweight division currently. And Kevin Lee hasn't taken a punch in the welterweight division yet. I feel like he's going to be welcomed to a whole new division with one of the hardest striking punches. So this is such a tough matchup for Kevin Lee. 
I think if he gets through the fight, makes it all three rounds and ends up winning, I think that's enough just to get him up to that next level of his career. I think it's a great, it's a great determination fight. You know, if Kevin Lee do- wins here, then he has re- the rest of his career uh, ahead of him. If he loses, it's going to be basically the scraps at this point until he reinvents himself. What he needs is definitely the reinvention. Do I think it's going to happen? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, um, the Kevin Lee conundrum, as I call it, <clears throat> is a very interesting point that has to be debated amongst mixed, mixed, mixed martial arts fans and fighters alike. And it really comes down to two areas that Dre and Hunter both just broke down amazingly well, might I say. The first question we have to ask is, can Kevin Lee do it? Absolutely. The guy has got God-given talent. He's got decent kickboxing. He has amazing college wrestling. He has all the ingredients he's ever needed to get to the very top. Then the second part of that question is, will he? That's a completely different question, though. And what we have to remember is that the welterweight division is not what it was five years ago, when you really had the top five and then the rest. As we've said many, many times on the podcast, one through 10 are full of killers, even going up to 15 and the times unranked. It's full of really, really decent guys who can hurt you and who can catch you. And Daniel Rodriguez very much fits that mold. Like Hunter said, he's looked near unstoppable in his last couple of fights. He's got hands of stone whenever he gets in there and he connects. And Kevin Lee really has to be careful with this fight as well. Not only in his career has he shown a lot of inconsistency, trying to find traction at 155, 170, 155, 170. But in the octagon, he's shown a lot of inconsistency. For example, he goes out, absolutely pile drives Gregor Gillespie with that high kick a couple of years ago. Then he goes and he gets dominated by Rafael Dos Anjos. And that's just, a, that's just a tiny example, a tiny reflection of his career so far. Every time he builds up ahead of steam, he always just seems to stumble towards the, the final finishing block. And it's, it's really a question of him and his mentality, whether he reinvents himself, as Dre just said, and whether he gets back to the top. Can he? I have no question in my mind he can, because the guy has got so much God-gifted athletic ability Will he? Saturday night will tell us that. I can't really say for certain whether he will or whether he won't because I really love the point Dre just made. He has now put out into the universe how great of a, how great his wrestling abilities are. You know, when you invoke the name of Habib Nurmagomedov, you have to back that up now. And as Dre just said, he has to back up those, those wrestling credentials that he's just put out there. And if he doesn't, then his stock continues to fall. But if he does, if he can implement it, and if he can ride it out and get a finisher decision, then Kevin Lee can definitely make it back. Yeah, hey, I really like that. And I agree with you guys. He absolutely can come back. But Dre had the perfect point here. He, he nailed it. Uh, his original style is wrestling. He uses his wrestling to set up his striking. I think the biggest thing that implemented who Kevin Lee is today, the fighter that he is today, kind of the inconsistency is after being submitted by Tony Ferguson, then completely dominated on the ground by Oliveira. But then after that, he gets a head kick KO over Gregor Gillespie. He's kind of falling in love with the striking and abandoning all of his previous stuff that he's done in his career. Exactly. Which whenever you're doing that, it's, it's, it's fine if you're doing that at a, a medium to, to lower level. But he's been fighting on the highest stage of MMA for a long time. 
And that's why he's been inconsistent because that style will work against some fighters, but other fighters who, who know what your weaknesses really are and, and, and are better than you on the feet will take advantage of that. And especially if you fall out of love with the wrestling, which is what you're the best at, even though you, you, you got submitted by two of the best at its time, Tony Ferguson was one of the best ground guys in, in the UFC. Uh, Oliveira is currently and has been one of the best BJJ experts in the game. Just because you lost to both of them on the ground does not mean you should completely abandon that. And what he used to do was use that to set up the striking. If he goes back to that old style, that old Kevin Lee, that explosive style, doing exactly that, I think he gets past D-Rod. I think he gets past a lot of these guys and climbs the ranks again. The question is, what is the mindset of Kevin Lee going to be like? And a, a large part of this as well is what Daniel Rodriguez shows up because he's just, he just beat Mike Perry, which was phenomenal. And I think a lot of people saw Mike Perry winning that fight because it was a must win for him. Then he got another win by a knockout. Daniel Rodriguez is surging right now. How does Kevin Lee stop that? Can he stop that? And if he does, where does he go from there? Um, so, yeah, I completely agree with you guys. And moving on to our last topic today, and this one is phenomenal, a great topic. Uh, in honor of the main event, which is going to be an amazing war between two great strikers, Dre, starting with you, who do you think currently the best striker in MMA is? The best striker in MMA right now is Max Holloway. Mm. You, can't uh, get you cannot get much cleaner than Max Holloway because what he did to Ortega, like Ortega, he lost – he lost the will to fight around like round three. Yeah, he lost the will to fight. He was like, I don't want to be in here no more. Like you broke somebody by punching in the face. And then Calvin Cater, you know, they hyped Calvin so, you know, so massively up. Like he's the next world beat God beater. He's you know, he's gonna be the next champion, blah, blah, blah. He's gonna run through Max Holloway. And Max Holloway's like, You're a good striker. I'm gonna show you that I'm better. And it's just like you don't you can't sit there and say anybody else is a better striker. Then Max Holloway, because Max Holloway was telling Calvin Cater, like, hey, keep your hands up, and then proceeded to hit him with stuff to show him to keep his hands up. And then he would talk to Joe Rogan and say that he's the best uh, striker. He's the best boxer uh, in May. That's a bold thing, but, like, to do it live like he did in the middle of a fight against someone that has really good striking, to me, that shows, like, yeah, you're that, that guy. And just watching him. Watching him move is just something different. Like, you know, he says that he does not spar at all. Like, he he'll, he doesn't spar. And I think in Hawaii, I think they might still be in lockdown. I'm not sure. But, like, he doesn't spar. Like, everybody else, they spar hard. You know, they go crazy, blah, blah, blah. You know, so that's what I think. I think he is the best striker. Probably has the best footwork than anybody. It's just little bitty things that he does so well. People don't catch it because they're in awe of know him talking to everybody oh that's a great point dude i love max holloway pick max holloway is definitely one of the best boxers in the ufc right now that's for sure he's got something i think the greatest endurance out of any other fighter i've seen and def, definitely one of the best boxers once again but i have to respectfully disagree i think my runner-up would have been stephen thompson but my number one best striker in the ufc right now has to be the style bender israel Anasaya. how can you not pick this guy I feel like it's yeah. a, a, a fanboy yeah. or, or a sheep just saying Israel Anasaya, but there's a reason why I'm saying this. I mean, this guy had a 75-5 and five kickboxing record, 32-0 as an amateur, and he goes into the UFC and puts on a spectacular show of striking in every single match he's done. This guy can throw anything from question mark kicks to jab slip right, like right hook, and he's, he's got some of the most crisp and clean movement and some of the best footwork I've seen. And 
we're talking about endurance with Max Holloway. His new breathing techniques or whatever he's been practicing has been working. I haven't seen this guy <laughs> breathe out of his mouth in two fights. I mean, Israel Anansai is such a fantastic striker right now, and that's why I have to say, currently, I think he is the best striker in the UFC. Yeah, I absolutely love both those picks. If we're talking pure boxing, it's Dre's pick, Max Holloway, and you can you can fight over who's second if you want. But what matters is who's number one, and pure boxing's Max Holloway. That's my guy already. You know what it is. If we're talking pure kickboxing, it is probably Israel Adesanya. I don't even really have to overdevelop that point. I mean, him and Anderson Silva was literally like watching Morpheus and Neo in the Matrix. It was something we'll probably never see on that level again. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to pick someone else because you guys have both made two brilliant picks already. And there's so many I could pick. If I'm picking solely on boxing, I'm thinking maybe Sean O'Malley or Kobe Garbrandt. I think uh, their skills. I don't think so. And the whole UFC? And all of MMA, you're picking Sean O'Malley. I think Cody's got the best speed and some of the best footwork, but I don't think he's the best striker. No, no, not Sean O'Malley. God, no, not Sean O'Malley. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. I'm with Dre on this one, definitely not. You should have said Chris. You should have said Chris Montino, or at least like, I don't know, or uh, RDA. I wouldn't have picked picked Sean O'Malley. No, I'm not (laughs) saying Yeah, or Aldo, um, yeah. Exactly. Aldo's really good. Yeah. That's actually where I was going with this. Um, I'm not saying I'm picking Sean O'Malley because I don't think he is yet. I think he's shown very brief glimpses of what he can be, but I certainly don't think he's anywhere near enough, number one, yet. So don't worry, Dre, I am on your side, and that don't worry, my mom. You're reeling but, it back now. You're really yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's curling back after we gave him That's the sack. A, yeah. That's um, because he knows I want to fight Sean O'Malley. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, you first make that fight, Dana. You know yeah, right. Um, I think in terms of different picks, it comes down to two for me. One of them is Jose Aldo. You know, we broke down the Pedro Munoz fight last week, Dre, and we were saying how amazing Jose Aldo's Muay Thai kickboxing is. He's one of the best there's ever been. He's one of the best there ever will be. One of the others I'm going to throw out there is one of the co-main, or one of the co-stars of this week's main event, and I'm going to say Edson Barbosa. Now, this might not be the most orthodox pick for people, and I do understand that, but when you see how good Edson Barbosa moves and you see the violence he can generate from his strikes, it's a pretty terrifying prospect if you're up against him. Again, I come back so often to that Dan Hooker fight, and Dan Hooker is anything but a slouch. And Edson Barbosa nearly kicked the lungs out of his body. He hit him that hard. It was like a baseball bat. It was like Shohei Otani slamming into his rib cage with every kick to the side. In fact, I wanted, I was thousands of miles away watching that fight and I wanted the ref to stop it. So that tells you how bad it was. I mean, truthfully, there's hundreds we could pick and we could fairly debate the benefits and the negatives of all of them. If I go for someone different, I'm going to say Jose Aldo and Edson Barbosa. They would both be my picks. Hey, I really like that. I mean, so I am going to, I'm going to put this out here first off. I'm going to pick, I'm, I agree with Dre. I think Max Holloway is the best striker in MMA right now. Uh, he might not have the best kicks and everything and all around, but the endurance plus the boxing. And if you remember back into the Volkanovsky second fight, he dropped him with a spinning wheel kick. And right, yeah. so he is well diverse on, on the feet and everything. And the endurance, he will overwhelm people. 
I want to give a quick shout out though to to be different. So we round off because there's so many great strikers in, in MMA currently. Uh, my guy Dustin Poirier. Um, I think on the feet he in the second Connor fight. We all know what happened. We all know how it ended up. But the reason Connor initiated that takedown and, and, and ended up trying to go go for the guillotine and everything and, and got mauled on the ground before the leg break was because he got rocked on the feet by Dustin Poirier in the second. And I mean, I mean, in the third fight and the second fight, obviously, we saw how that went. The calf kicks to to the boxing on the feet. Um, Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier went the way it did. I think a lot, a large reason because of the size difference. Um, Dustin Poirier is a much bigger person than Max Holloway, but in the end, he did beat him twice. And in that second fight, they went the distance and, 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 and Dustin Poirier outboxed Max Holloway for as long as that fight went. So I just want to give a massive shout out to Dustin Poirier. Although my pick is, I agree with Dre, Max Holloway. I think his just, I mean, that Calvin Cater performance, I just think, you get goosebumps watching that. It's just unbelievable. It's just greatness when you see that. And that guy, I think right now is currently the best featherweight on the planet. And I think he proved it right there. Um, so yeah, great podcast guys. Before we go, Dre, do you want to shout out your social media and where people can find you? Uh, yeah, you can see me on Instagram at Dre Miley, MMA one, three, five and Twitter one i so like the number the, just like the number i dragon dre on twitter i'm usually on there causing mayhem talking trash nice doing something liking things trying to poke trying to poke bears right um send a special shout out because one of my teammates emily king she's fighting tonight that's what we're on our way to right oh, now nice she's fighting in uh victor so she got the she got a last minute call so she was she's fighting tonight she's a feature bout so she she was supposed to fight and Valor on September 3rd, but they called and was like, hey, we need somebody. And she answered the call. So now she's about to, about to go do that. So guys are doing anything. Make sure you're checking Victor out. Make sure that you send her some love and stuff. So that's what we're going to do right now. Me and the wife, we're heading toward one of our friend's house. A bunch of fighters about to get together and watch the fights. So Nice. Awesome. Well, absolutely. Massive shout out to her and Invicta. Go watch that fight, everybody. Um, Dre, thank you so much for coming on. As always, everyone, please make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. We are everywhere, literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MMA.Island and check out our website, MMAIsland.net. Uh, also, big shout out to our sponsors, BetUS, Bet Through Them. Dre, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. This is fun. I don't get to do thank this much, but I like doing this. Absolutely. Not at all, Dre. And once again, my brother, thank you for being with us. Yeah, man. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs>